0: This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin. And welcome to season two, episode 31 of Banging on the Drum. I am your more handsome host, P Dog. Joined alongside the the slightly uh Less good-looking one, M Dog.
1: Oh. How you doing, M Dog? You took that pretty well. Yeah, and I'm fine then... with it. I know. I know the truth, so I'm not worried. Uh, <laughs> we do. We do radio, so like we're not doing a whole lot of video stuff. But people know the people who know. They know your voice, especially when you say jalapenos. Yeah, I
0: bet you. If we have female listeners that're kind of <laughs> that haven't seen you they're like this
1: guy this guy's got a tongue on him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got yeah they got no idea they've been duped so how you doing uh doing really well uh back at work which has been surprisingly not as like depressing as I thought it was going to be I was, so
0: it's sometimes not, it's nice to get back
1: into a routine though Yeah, I think I could live like a a life of leisure. I'm I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I yeah, you can't ever have it both ways, but and I think that's like one of those things in life. Like when I'm on vacation, I'm like, ah, I kind of need to get like more routine driven. Like when I'm on vacation, I'm just sitting around my house doing nothing. Like when I'm on actual vacation, I'm cool with it. Like if I was on actual vacation all the time. And I could bring my dogs,
1: I'd be cool with it. But yeah, so I think I I think that retirement life would suit suit me pretty well. Like I'm generally okay about doing something, not not just sitting and watching TV all day or whatever. Right. So I find something to do and then um I am pretty cool with watching TV for like four hours a day. I I can deal <laughs> with that. But <laughs> I find something to do the other, I don't know, eight or 12 or whatever it is. So,
0: Yeah. Well, we are going to change things up a little bit. Uh, I guess it's not changing up, but we're going to make sure I'm stealing it from you, Mike. I told you you were going to do it the whole time, but we're going to thank you guys at the beginning. So thank you guys all who tune into this thing and don't make it to the end to hear, uh, Hear that we thank you every time. We're going to tell you we love you right off the bat. And just make sure you're following us on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle?
1: Uh, at MJ Doherty, D-O-R-T-Y.
0: Oh, yeah. Yours is weird, D-O-R-T-Y. And then mine is at Pat underscore Jerome 22. And then our uh, um, podcast one is at banging underscore Drum. We don't put out that much tweet. You do. You put out some fire every once in a while. You ask people what their favorite
1: color is and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the past I did a did a bunch more. It felt like, but. Have we just scrolling Twitter and shooting out the tweets left and right lately. So.
0: Yeah, no, you're, you're definitely the better of the two on Twitter. Uh, when we lost our dog, he, he kind of was good at it. He knew when to when to shoot and when not to shoot. So that, that right. is a he big loss some, with him.
1: He has some savviness to his social media where I'm just like, just diarrhea of <laughs> the, the keys, right? Yeah, you're like, but what's your wife?
0: favorite color? What's your favorite food?
1: Um Yep. And then again, nobody will even <laughs> answer me, sons of bitches.
0: Because everyone knows everyone's favorite color is blue, and their favorite food is pizza. So,
1: yeah, I mean, those are yeah for the generic people out there, people that are just copies. You know, what's your what's your favorite color? Orange. I like orange. Michelangelo converted me right off the jump when I was a young person.
0: That is the cool.
1: Yeah. I've stuck with that for 32 years or whatever, whenever I started watching Ninja Turtles.
0: That is a good reason to prefer orange though. I'll give you that. I think that Michelangelo, definitely the coolest Ninja Turtle. And then if I had to go with blue, who is that? Leonardo. Yep. And he's kind of a leader, right? I'm not yep. as well versed in Ninja Turtles as you. And it always sucks to be like the, the the one that's like on the leader. I do think I like Leonardo, but if I was picking my favorite color off of Ninja Turtles, it would be Michelangelo.
1: He's he's the best ninja turtle. Yeah, I think at one point you said something to me like everybody loves Michelangelo. And I don't think that's accurate. I've I've thought about that statement multiple times since you said it and i think it was just like a in passing statement i was i said michelangelo is my favorite or something and you're like yeah everybody now you and are are pretty similar human beings right too, so I, too
0: similar sometimes
1: yeah and so like i get why you said that it makes perfect sense in my brain but i think there's a lot of people that like the idea of being the leader so the leonardo type character or the uh idea of being the rebel who's the Raphael type character.
0: Oh shit. Yeah, no, I've been saying it wrong the whole time. So yeah, Rapha- Raphael would be the one. So red is the coolest color. So yeah, <laughs> that that works. So no, yeah, you, you made a good pick. Um I was thinking Raphael
1: or uh Michelangelo. What now I'm getting all my new So Ra- Raphael's like the the guy who never wants to follow the leader, who's always like the I want to say antagonist, like the the one that yeah stepping out from the group. Where Michelangelo's always like the goofball, and I liked the goofball guy when I was.
0: Okay, nope, was. I was right. Yeah,
1: Michelangelo, good one. He's uh, he goes with the flow. Um, he goes with the flow, but he's a goofball. He kind of screws things up all the time. Yeah. And Raphael. No. Fart on that guy for sure. Uh, so I think, I think as adults, like everybody kind of pretends to be that guy, the guy that doesn't care, who is kind of out for himself. You know, that I think everybody. S- that person sucks, though. All right. And it, then I don't want to leave out Donatello. He's the like nerd. Yeah, there. no, I saw, so, uh,
0: yeah, we got to get into Donatello. I think there is something uh, cool about liking the guy that's like actually behind the scenes. Like I, I, he can whoops ass too. So I think that's like the, the cool part about him is uh, he's kind of the, the brains of the operation and, and he'll still go out there and whoops mass. but getting back to Raphael it's just not like conducive to like, it's drama queen. It's uh yeah. Like kinda, right? He, he needs attention. So he acts out in a certain way, like where he could convey his point, even if he disagreed in a better way to get the people to either compromise to do like it the way he wants to do it or like meet in the middle. Like, Hey, I got a better idea, but he's just like, no, fuck your idea. gives you no, no reason why your idea is bad. Talk shit about you to other people to try to get them to go against your idea if you're the leader, and then yeah. then That's ruins uh, ruins the cohesion in the workplace. Uh, rots it from the bottom up.
1: Uh, it Fart very on. interesting, like very interesting, like psychology right there that you went through. And I think you're pretty much right. You know, when yeah. I'm, kind of dig into it. There's probably a real reason that you have to have that character, that guy in your group. That yeah, no, because definitely everybody just went along and like everything was all good. Like your group would never probably actually become like a really good group would be only an okay group.
0: No, I I I think there it does add some value, but that person usually has no self awareness and I don't know. I think you could do without them. I think you could do with somebody that has their thoughts. That is an adult that can convey their thoughts in a better way than just being like, "Oh, you guys disagree with me. So you don't like me anymore. I'm just going to go do it anyways. Yeah. No, no. Thank you. Raphael. Michelangelo. Definitely the best. You, you picked a good color, Mike.
1: Pick yeah, orange. I feel, I feel like, uh, you watched the movie recently, the first movie. That's basically exactly what he does.
0: No, I haven't. I, I want to now, but I, it's on I think it's on Netflix. Ninja Turtles haven't crossed my mind in in quite some time. So go ninja, go ninja, go, go. Ninja, that's the second movie. Ninja, uh, so my favorite one was always the one where they uh, went back in time and they were in yeah, the that's samurai people- time.
1: Yeah. So like I enjoyed that one, too, because I wasn't like I'm not a ton older than you, but that was right to your like age demographic. So that was for like younger kids Where like the first Ninja Turtle movie was actually probably for for more like 10 to 12 year olds. And like the third one's probably for like five or six year olds be my assumption.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure there's something like corny. I'm sure the movie doesn't like stand up in my mind. It's a little Power Rangers Return of the Ooze ish, mm-hmm. if if uh if I'm remembering correctly. But I wonder you you were saying, I think the last time I talked about the Ninja Turtles, you're you're probably one of the bigger Ninja Turtle fans I know. Um that they were kind of making a comeback.
1: Well, they they had like Two or three new movies. Mm. Animated, though? Uh, Partially animated. Like, Megan Fox was in in them, I think. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh,
0: you're not wrong. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so... But I don't know, like... And they've always had, like, a cartoon of some sort on. But, you know, like... It's not... Like, I can't watch it. Like, the cartoon. Because it is written for children. So... Where, like their first three movies that they did kind of went like reverse of what like Harry Potter does. So Harry Potter goes like pretty like light and like not real dark or nothing, you know, and then gets darker as the seven movies go on. And then uh, in Ninja Turtles, like the first one's kind of dark. And then second one, like is a little bit more like comedy type. And then the third one's like you said, but like, more like Power ranger which is for pretty little kids, I think. Yeah,
0: I'll definitely have to check them back out to see if they hold up. But one thing that I thought was weird this year when I was doing my Christmas shopping. So my wife and I, we, we finally did it. We subscribed to HBO's streaming service. I can't remember what show actually pushed us over the top. Like she was a big Game of Thrones fan. I am a person that's seen maybe four episodes of game of thrones um and and take it or leave it i'm sure it's good um i think it was more of the time investment uh that yeah. turns me off to it that i have to like watch like 30 hours to figure out what ha- more than that but we we've been watching Scooby Doo on HBO Max and there was a lot of scooby-doo merchandise out there i actually got some scooby-doo yeah i got some scooby-doo boxers for christmas she bought me and i got scooby snacks i did not think that
1: would actually exist so oh yeah scooby snacks are a big one in the doherty household kids love the scooby snacks
0: just like graham crackers like that are shaped like a bone
1: so, yeah, they have the graham cracker ones, and then they also have, I want to say that they have, like, a gummy Scooby Snacks, too. But the graham crackers are the ones that are big in our house. I oh, try okay. to avoid the gummy bears. Like, if they get candy, they can have that kind of stuff. But, like, try not to give that as a snack, I guess. Oh, no. Fruit snacks are the best. They the are, best.
0: They are awesome. You're not wrong. But the only way to eat them though is if you open the pack and you just put them all in your mouth at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. See, like, like I said, we're a little bit too similar (laughs) on things. There's people Uh, that are like cursing us.
0: How about string cheese? Is you just eat the fucking
1: thing. You don't tear it up.
0: See, that's where I think you're a psychopath. You freaking degenerate. So yeah, we disagree about some things.
1: Yeah, I got like I got a guy like like Legitimately pissed at me because he's like, "Do you want a string cheese?" Like he was done eating; he had a string cheese left in his life, and I was like, "Sure." And like I took it, and I just... and he's like, "What in the fuck are you doing?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? Like this is? It's just cheese. You just eat it." You know, but
0: that is what. No, yeah, I I would be appalled by that. I think actually, so we don't keep string cheese in my house because I just eat it. Like, it doesn't last long. Um, but I'm pretty sure my wife is a string cheese muncher too. She just chomps right into that bitch and it blows my mind. Like, I'm like, I don't get why, but I don't know. There's some satisfaction in the peeling. I peel bigger peels than I think a lot of people peel, but just biting that thing. I don't know if I've ever done that.
1: Yeah, so I did play the Wisconsin card when the guy got pissed at me. I'm like, we're the cheese experts. I can eat this any way I want.
0: No, that guy was right. He was more of an expert than you. The only way you can chomp on a string cheese just right off the bat is if it's chopped like up and it's like put into your Bloody Mary on one of those arrow sword things that they garnish uh, Bloody Marys with. You don't have to peel that little bitch. You just,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm never going to change. I think the like peeling it off is just a waste of my time. All right. Well, you're a psychopath. So
0: if there's a murder in the Wilton area, we know who did it just because how you, how you eat your string cheese. All right. right. We veered already. And (laughs) are you ready to get to the show? Mike?
1: Yeah, yeah. So right before we get going, resolutions. You failed on any of your resolutions yet.
0: So, like you said, mine weren't smart resolutions, but I feel like I, I did a big time fail today. I went to a Mexican restaurant, so that is, is not conducive to losing weight. And I ate a big ass burrito uh, drink. Drank a few beers because it was two for one. So you always got to give four in that scenario. You buy yeah. two, get two for free. Um, my wife didn't finish her margarita, so I helped her finish that. You're ate- such a nice guy, Pat. Yeah, I know. Uh, ate as much drink cheese. So yes, I've already filled
1: mine. How about you? Uh, no, no complete failures yet. So. I think I'm okay. You you've got a hundred pushups, but I have not sit-ups every every day. Yeah, so today 100. I have to finish them when we get done here. Yeah, you're gonna fail. I'm gonna keep you on till oh no, midnight. So, my time is like the latest we go. So you you'll sit But hour. so here, so if that's considered a fail, then I did miss. But I finished them before I went to bed, and then I went to bed, and I was at I was at like twelve forty-five one night.
0: No, you, you you're passed. That's fine uh it doesn't need to be i and think you're what i think too your window of opportunity is in the 16 to 17 hours
1: you're, you're awake. yeah, yeah i, I, think I that's, guess yeah. and then so, but here's the other thing i have not started reading a book so i've wasted five days on the reading the book thing so that could be could be a struggle so you just read your kids a book. Um Well, I've read I've read a kids book in the last five days, probably forty of them. So you're good. You're you're that's (laughs) an easy ass goal. Good call. Good call. I should have just cheated like that. Yeah, I read some. I read uh, Potato Pants. (laughs) Potato Pants. Man,
0: people who make kids shit like, thank God they exist. But holy shit, like. How much do you think they would have to pay you to be, like,
1: a member of the Wiggles or some shit like that? Man, the Wiggles, it feels like I would have to be paid quite a lot. If you had to, like, travel and do that stuff, too, if it was all television, I guess. Like, nobody would hire me. I'm the worst actor on the planet. But um, if I had to go, like, do it in front of people, that would be even so much worse.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's like a Power Ranger.
1: Yeah, so like, yeah, Power Rangers, like, I still wouldn't want to be that guy. What or (laughs) or about the uh, guy that is uh, from Blues Clues?
0: Yeah, that's that's brutal. Like, I I hope those guys were making in the millions. Like, just, just from a pure, like, only parents are gonna, and kids are gonna know you standpoint. But I wonder what the best way to be famous is, other than in like my head, it's like to be an actor, musician, or pro-athlete are like the the biggest people who do fame or whatever that get famous. And I I think I think the answer is I asked this question already knowing the the answer to this question. But I think if you were like an author or something like Like that. Stephen King. So he's he's got that dark allure to him. But yeah, like Stephen King's like too famous, like where I think he's recognizable, maybe not to me, but I think a good portion of the population. Like I can kind of see who Stephen King is in my head. But I don't think if I saw him on the street, I would be like, that's Stephen King. Um, right. So, yeah, maybe that's perfect. Yeah. Author, Stephen King. That's like some people recognize you. Some people don't.
1: Yeah. Like an author, you have to be so good to be an author and be famous, though. Right. There's probably only like 30 really good ones. Not make money, but be famous. Yeah, because J.K. Rowling. I, I think don't think she, there's a lot that you would, like, know, right? That you're, like, even the names you'd be, like, uh, you know, I might have heard of them. Who's the Rainbow Six guy?
0: I think I uh, – but I Custer, I have no – Custer? Cluster? No, it's, like – not Tom Seavers. Uh, See? Yeah. Tom Clancy. Uh, yeah. So, like, the cluster name – Yeah, the name – sounds familiar but i have no clue what him and jk rowling has looked like but i guess for authors though i think the only one that i would almost semi-recognize is stephen king
1: yeah and And
0: i never really read any i definitely haven't ever read any shit like i've seen movies based on his books but that's about it
1: yeah i've read a couple stephen king books I think at least one. 11, 22, 63 was okay.
0: You read Carrie once you won the homecoming or the prom king because you thought it was going to happen to you. <laughs> like, this has got to be a freaking joke. Uh, so a blood on me,
1: so if I think I think if I would have been at Royal and I would have won those things, then I would have thought that <laughs> like for like a hundred percent like somebody's fucking with me
0: anyways that question was did you fail your resolution yet and my answer is yes and mike is still going strong
1: yeah so i'm doing fine with the like everything that i'm supposed to do currently and then my meditation stuff i'm doing like right before i go to bed i'm trying to do that stuff so and i can usually get five minutes in
0: i think that's the time like either right when you wake up or right when you go to bed
1: uh, but so there's some fault in like doing it right before you go to bed. Cause if you try to do it right before you go to bed, you might fall asleep and then you fail.
0: I don't think you fail then. Then I think you get, so you're you
1: just you like drift
0: yeah. into, okay, fair enough. It's yeah, only five yeah. minutes too. So it's not like ridiculous, but yeah, then you would turn five minutes into eight hours of it. <laughs> That's no joke. You laugh like that's a joke. But like, I think that puts you in like a good state to sleep. And then you're kind of letting your mind because what would you say the point of meditation is, is to like, because what I would say the point is, is to like, let your mind relax and only comprehend the things that are in front of you which humans have such a hard time doing like you know you're always thinking of like a bill that you have to pay or um something you didn't do right or some sort of anxiety like i I feel like it's like i'm here i'm now i'm breathing I see like, if you do it with your eyes open, you know, like I see a wall or you do it with your eyes closed. Like I feel the breeze, like, yeah, just to put you in the here and now.
1: Yeah. So so I would agree with that, that it's to relax your mind. And I, I want to say that I heard somebody talking about meditation and like they said one complaint they had heard quite often from people was like, I'll start to try to meditate and then I'll fall asleep. And he's like, probably because you need to sleep. You know, like that's what your mind needs in that moment. Like, so if your mind is like racing, it's generally pretty hard to sleep. And he was saying, if you calm your mind enough to fall asleep, you're probably in pretty good shape. Right. So yeah, that,
0: that's my take from you saying yeah. that is I think that would be a good thing. Like uh we are. I wouldn't say like a big meditation household, but like, we're, we, we enjoy our Buddha in my household and both my wife and I do enjoy to like meditate. And we'll be in a hotel room where we have like a compromise of, I like to listen to something when I fall asleep. She doesn't really, um, she kind of does a little bit, but whatever. Like I said, we were watching Scooby-Doo, but Here nor there. So, our compromise will be listening to like a meditation podcast. And I think mine is more so like I hear somebody else talking. So, like, my thoughts aren't what's keeping me awake. I don't know. It's probably a problem.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe.
0: But, but I have failed. The only thing I will say that I've done well. Cause I have an Apple watch. I try to burn a certain amount of calories workout for a certain amount of time every day. And I do a pretty good job of that. So I've gotten since I've started mine, I didn't say that that was one of my goals, but it probably should be one of my resolutions is to get like all
1: my rings at least
0: six days a week and usually seven days a week.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good goal too, is to get those stupid rings is yours like boosted up where you should be doing more because you've exercised so often
0: no so i i set mine at like 800 i remember i haven't played with it in a long time when i initially got it i was like looking at like what should you set it at if you are a fairly active adult or whatever and i think i initially set it at a thousand And I should have just kept it there because I was I was making it enough for it to be a challenge. And then I dropped it down to 800 when I started um, because that's like when I first started dating my wife. So like once I started to get into the like fat and happy stage of like, oh, actually, she might actually like me. Like (laughs) that don't have to
1: be as fit as possible. (laughs) Yeah. then, Then I toned it down a little bit. So, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't even know if like you eating out is like an issue as long as it doesn't happen every day. No. Right? So if you go and gorge yourself every day, that's the real problem.
0: But I can make an excuse out of anything. And that's, I think that goes along with my like lollygagging stuff. But I'm like, oh, so my mother-in-law is still in town. And I'm like, hey, we're not just going to like bore her like let's go out and get some drinks um uh, and go out to eat and then like the real shit sets in like once once like the house is like back to to normal
1: and what it is yeah so when we were at mccoy together and like where i worked uh there would be people that brought in food like all the time like treats and stuff like that and so what i did at that time was i just said i won't eat anything like anything anybody brings into the office i won't touch it like but that had an effect on like being a teammate right being like a part of that group because they would like be offended and i don't think that's like the real word to use for it is to be offended but they were like why won't he eat my cooking like why won't Like I brought this in for everybody and he won't touch it. But when I was trying to lose weight, I had to do that. And so like now I can tell that it affects like the way people think about me when I turn down food, like when I'm in the office and there's like 10 people are just pitching in for food. And I'm like, "Ah, I'm not going to eat today. You know, I don't eat until four. Like I have a like strict diet stuff. I can tell they think something different. Like, like he should just join us. What's his problem? Like, it doesn't make sense that he's not eat. It's just one meal. Right. But I could do that meal every day. So I had to draw like hard lines on that. But I think like not having those, like we use food so much socially, like in probably every culture really does. Yeah. I
0: think that's like one of the cultural, I don't, the opposite
1: of divides, cultural combines. Yeah. Is oh. that like food is like a centerpiece for all cultures and like, like to like actually make real connections with people and so like turning that stuff down or like not doing it because like not doing it for some reason i think actually affects your like social status
0: yeah we should turn into like a purely psychology uh podcast (laughs) because yeah i mean there definitely is something to that like one of my big flaws is like if if someone doesn't drink in It, it brings up such a red flag to me that I don't know why it's there. And I'm trying to get rid of, rid of that part of me. Like one of my, um, I don't even know if I should say it like that, but like, I guess I don't think they give shit anyways, but like one of my wife's coworkers don't work or there's people in my unit that, I mean, it's not, they don't work. They don't drink, um, don't drink. And I was always so curious. I was like, what? Especially if I knew from some story or something that they used to drink. Like, I'd always be like, why? 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 Like, that seems crazy to me. That seems crazy to me. But I've gotten better. Like, I respect respect it. Like, I mean, I don't not drink in front of these people. Like, I don't usually hang out with them one-on-one. But, like, I needed to get over it. And that was always like an odd thing to me. It's like if I was hanging out with someone and they told me they didn't drink, like I would look at them like a person at my work that said they didn't want Taco Bell that day
1: or something. Yeah, so uh, my wife doesn't drink. So I kind of experience not that she won't drink, right? So not that she's never had a drink. She doesn't like booze. She doesn't chase the drunk. So or she doesn't like the way booze tastes and then doesn't like chase being drunk. And so she just never drinks. Like she never feels compelled to have like a beer or wine or anything like that. And so like, I guess I've kind of accepted that where I came from a family that I don't know, like everyone I knew always, if we were together and doing something, they always had a beer like that. Yeah. And my parents aren't like, like alcoholics Wisconsin. or nothing. Like they don't drink during the week, but if we're at a party, they would have a beer or two, both of yeah. them, you know? And so very Wisconsin. Yeah. Maybe that's a good way to put it is that anytime you're with a group of people in Wisconsin, beer is almost 100% involved unless you're at work.
0: Yeah. No. And I kind of envy the people who like, like, yeah, it, it tastes bad maybe not like so much that it tastes bad but like it's just like i don't have any interest in it and yeah i'm like oh i love it and then like i feel like shit the next day i get like when we drink and do this like i think we drink like a responsible amount but like when you go out and you shoot the moon or i go out and shoot the moon like uh, I definitely regret it every single time. There's like no no time I go out and like the night starts with shots
1: of tequila and I yeah, so like booze kills me now. When I'd have like I can have like six beers and I'm like, okay, like that night was fine. Like I gotta probably, you know. Like I can't do it again tomorrow night, but like, if I have booze, if I would have like four shots of whiskey, I'd be, I'd be in trouble. Like my, I'd have a really bad headache the next day. and feel sick. Like I and yeah, know, booze, is, booze is a little bit, bit different. Maybe I need to be drink better booze, but I'm not going to spend money on that. either. No, I, I don't think that that's it.
0: I think if you can drink to the point where it doesn't affect your day the next day, you're you're good and i will say like i've gotten way way better at that but like once in a blue moon i need to find out why i think that way like my brain just doesn't remember it it just like once every two three months like i'm like no let's let's see let's just like go where the monkey that's driving my brain wants to go tonight and then the next day I'm like, I shouldn't let the monkey drive ever. And yeah.
1: Yeah, that's for weird. sure. Like I guess we can move back to the show if you'd if you'd like, or we can just keep on the hanging yep, yep. on the drum psychology edition. <laughs> All
0: right. So hot in the streets. You
1: you go. You go. Yeah. Uh so uh Damar Hamlin woke up. Uh I want to say today. Uh, and started, like, writing some stuff down. So, sounds like he has some of his cognitive abilities still with him. Uh, one of the questions he asks, who won the game?
0: Yeah, I respect the shit out of that. And I think on uh, getting back to the psychology part of this thing, is, like, I just want to know. Like, I want to hear – I hope he's, like, open. Actually, I hope he does whatever he wants to do. Like, I, I – don't need anybody yeah. like diving in you're it, intrigued but, though yeah like what he's been thinking through this like whole process what he's been seeing um because we got our boy aaron roger who did ayahuasca or whatever that said like he's he's seen the other side or whatever i'm taking his quote completely out of context but like I just want to know, like, what's going through someone's mind like that. And I do have ants that have had heart issues where they've been revived. So maybe I should pick their brain. But I just hope he uh, – like, you know, like, if your question is, like, who won the game, even if it's not your first question, like, when I first heard that and they were like, it was his first question, I was like, are you sure that that was his
1: first question? But I guess if it was his last memory. Ah, um, uh, so – did you hear that it was his first? I thought that's what I had heard, but I don't think that's what I just said. I think I just no, no, you
0: d- you didn't say that, and I thought because I couldn't
1: remember said. for sure if that's what it said. No, you definitely didn't
0: say that, and I was uh, watching like the two doctors. Did did you see that interview with like the two doctors? It's oh. like so cool. Like they're like getting put in the shine. And like, you know how usually when you put like someone in front of a camera, that's like not in a ca- in front of a camera too much. And I only seen this once, so I mean, I might need to go back and like reanalyze it. But those guys were G's. Like the it was like one guy that was like talking more, and like the other guy was on there, and they were doing like a press conference, like at a basketball game. You know how they like sit next to each other, and the the media okay. just kind of ask questions to either order or whatever and the one dude is just like drinking coffee like he's like i can't wait till i get back to work like i need to go fix some like brains and shit and yeah. uh probably hearts i guess if it was if it was those guys but so yeah it sounds like good news for the most part i thought the doctors looked cool as shit in front of the camera so i thought they did a good job for For guys that probably like you're, you know, a heart doctor in Cincinnati, like I'm sure you're like making good money or something, but I thought they were pretty cool on camera.
1: I mean, Cincinnati is a pretty big city. I would imagine that they have a decent, that that's a decent hospital. It's a university of Cincinnati hospital too, right?
0: Yeah. Like UNC, they kept calling it because I remember like, I was like, UNC doesn't mean that to me that's that's <laughs> yeah. michael jordan yeah.
1: yeah uh yeah so i would imagine that they are like pretty big time they're probably the professors there they weren't letting like students do shit there you know what i mean
0: yeah maybe students were watching like jason yeah imagine the person that got like that experience but yeah the light that's been shined from that situation on like the people who responded immediately and stuff like that that's been super cool and just like the outpour of uh support for for hamlin has been been interesting enough like to bring to i don't know if i would say to bring the country together but like I kind of actually like, yeah, I mean, so that's been very impressive.
1: I would say sports fans or football fans in general are, um, united in one thing that they want to see him recover and be healthy and like things to go well for him. Right. Maybe not play football again. They might not like be concerned with that because I wouldn't be concerned if he plays football again, right? Like I, that in my life doesn't matter but I do think that it would be great if he lived like a healthy life from here on out. Right. If he can play football, awesome. But that's not something that I like when I see what happened to him on the football field, that's not something that I'm concerned with. I'm more concerned that he actually like can function in society.
0: Yeah, no, I mean that, I mean, that's definitely what everybody's hoping for him. And yeah, mine would all be speculation, but I mean, obviously, I hope he gets to play football again. I will not pander to you and say I knew who DeMar Hamlin was before
1: yeah. this incident
0: happened. Nope. Like, I know Poyer, um, Micah Hyde, uh, yep. I think he's probably filling in for one of those two guys, right? Micah
1: Hyde. So, is the other one, and I think Poyer was on the field. For some reason, I think Poyer was playing... And so Micah Hyde's the other safety. I assume that's who he's the backup or the third string guy behind Micah Hyde, something like that.
0: But, yeah, from what I have heard, read, seen, sounds like it's going good. Obviously, still, like, know what we're used to is, like, jj Watt broke his leg uh he'll be fine he'll be recovering like he's still in critical condition which i think from the jump is what was the part that shook most people is like they didn't get a thumbs up when he was going off the field like they checked their twitter to be like is this guy all right is this guy all right because i mean i've still been doing that it's like what's the update what's the update like please please just say he's all right for So many reasons. Like main reason is for you know him, like as a person, like that has a mom that was at the game. That I don't even know if he has. He's twenty four. Um. So I mean, I don't know if
1: like so he's kind of right in that boat where you know, like you could easily have kids in college. You could easily have kids, you know, right out of high school or even in high school. So he could. Yeah. Have kids. You know, like, that'd be pretty easy.
0: All intents purposes, he is a kid. You know, I mean, not yeah. I mean same he's time, a man. The, like at
1: the same time. At the same time, right? Yeah. He's very so. young too, where some guys don't have kids. So, JJ Watt's gonna retire from the NFL and just had his first kid, what, a year ago or something like that. Two years yeah. Ago. So yeah. yeah.
0: So hopefully he's doing all right. But yeah, pretty cool story. Uh if it's yeah. true. It sounds like it's true. Like the doctors confirmed the story, but the first time I heard it was the first thing he said. And I was kind of like, might have to throw a red flag at this one.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like what happened might be Mm -hmm. because honestly, it looked like he felt fine. You know, he's adjusting his helmet and then he collapses. Yeah. So I, I mean, you know, my first question would be like, what the hell? going on yeah like where the fuck am i yeah anyway uh it sounds like he's doing well and we're like he's going to be able to like recover they did say that he's still like does have a serious health condition like that he's working through in the moment like needs icu care right intensive care and so but He's awake, like he woke up or is waking up. I don't think that I heard that he was like consistently awake, but he's waking up. He's doing the, like processing through that stuff. So hopefully he'll be able to have a, a pretty good go of it here. So
0: Yeah, no, hope, hopefully. So from there, uh, the next thing we have on our sheet is, are they going to play the game? And I think the last uh, last report I heard was they're going to play out next week, see if it affects anything, and then go from there.
1: Yeah, so – but are, are teams required to play a game? What do you mean about that? So can a team opt out of a game? I, I think you could – happen- I think you could forfeit.
0: I think that that is a real thing that could happen. I don't know if it's ever happened. I would assume that it's probably happened like once uh, back in the day
1: at some point. Right, so could both the Bills and the Bengals forfeit and take a draw? So that is one of
0: the um, scenarios that I've heard has been put it into place is just give them a tie in that game and then then just go off winning percentages from there. Um and then another one that I heard and this is all Adam Scheffner on ESPN um and probably quoting out of context here, but he also said that there was a way to like if it was like a tie. So say if the one seed is the chiefs or the bills um where the chiefs could say hey we want a first round by and then the bills would be the two seed but the bills would have home field in the championship game which i think is kind of like the coolest way to do it like do a coin flip between those
1: two so yeah, I would say, it's like say... Receiving or getting the ball at the half, right? It's not...
0: Yeah, so... You're not
1: missing something necessarily. Interesting. It, uh, so could... So I guess the question I have is, if they decide to take a draw, can Kansas City object? Because that draw makes it easier for the Bills to get the wild card if Kansas City loses. Or hit, it would be
0: such a bad move and i think it would sit on andy reed like pretty heavily like dude like you're an asshole so maybe they could object to it but like if you were the guy that was objecting to them and then they had to play the game and then they went out there and just knelt like you know kneel 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 kneel
1: don't even punt like just, so the, just, last year, last year they could have done that in the Chargers Raiders game. And they would have both got into the playoffs.
0: Yeah. I I've been I think there would be you're probably right that they wouldn't actually do that, but like I think there would be like more of a like if they're like, hey, we're just taking a draw here, just so we don't have to like revisit this trauma. Um yeah, and like redo all this. Crap and then play another game before the playoffs starts. Uh, But I I would say if both teams wanted to take a draw. So I I don't think the Bengals would be dickheads for saying, no, I'm not going to take a draw in that game. Like, we could have won it.
1: Yeah, like, I'm just saying, like, this is like the oddest scenario that they both decide they want to draw. And then Kansas City decides, well, then we get the one seed, like, no matter what, that's what should happen. Right. And so maybe you can't take a draw. Maybe you both have to take a loss. Turns into like a weird. Right. And so I don't know that we would ever be able to have those answers unless we were like lawyers and in the NFL rule book. Right to be able to understand it, there's probably a bunch of like legalese and like stupid crap in there that just oh so,
0: so we breaking be able to understand. All right, here we go. Um, I'm gonna actually use the tools we have on hand. Bill, so this is breaking news. Bill's Bengals game will not resume amid uh DeMar Hamlin's continued recovery. Uh, Cincinnati, the week 17 game between the bills or between the Bengals and the bills will not be continued. The NFL announced Thursday, Monday's game was suspended with less than six minutes left in the first quarter. So whatever, they're not going to resume the game, but I guess, I don't know if that means it doesn't, they're not going to replay the game. So that yeah. didn't give me is, and I'm, yeah, and I can see here and read the whole thing. well. Uh, but yeah, I think my favorite solution to it is play out next week, see how things look, giving the Bills and the Bengals a tie in that uh, in that slot. And then if it's like anything within question, I think the the Bills should the Bills, because I think it's only between the Bills and the Chiefs, right? that would get the
1: one seed. I think so the Ravens shouldn't be in it and then I don't think the Bengals are either so.
0: Yeah, and then if it comes down to the Bills and the Chiefs, uh flip a coin, whoever wins the coin flip pick if they want to buy or home field advantage. I like it. Yeah, I think that's a pretty decent solution to
1: a pretty unusual situation. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Like and if like the Bills and Bengals like would rather not play, you know, like that game wants to go away, let it go away. Figure something out.
0: Yeah, no, I mean just give them a tie. I think I think it's as easy as that is give them a tie. Cause like you said, like who I don't think it's gonna hurt the Bengals in any way, like where they would be like, Oh, we would have because they're going to win the AFC North. They're going to be the three seed. Um, Yeah. And I don't think, like I said, I think it's between the Bills and the Chiefs and let them settle it with coin flip. Or honestly, if if they want to do what you said and just both decide to draw it out, just let them take a draw. Who gives a shit? Because they could do that, like I said, was if they really wanted to, and they made
1: them play it, they could just be like, send eleven guys. Play. You could send eleven guys to Cincinnati, and that's it, and yeah. walk on the field with nothing, right? And yeah. just be the NFL would be pissed, but that's doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: Yeah, rest your guys, yeah. (laughs) Send, like, your practice squad. Actually, those
1: guys would probably end up starting wanting to play. But, like, I mean, even if you just – you could send any 11 players, right? It could be your long snapper, and and if you're just going to kneel it down and, like, say we're not really actually interested in playing, that could happen with the last – 11 guys on your roster your kicker could be your quarterback your punter could be your wide receiver it wouldn't matter
0: okay so I think I was a little bit wrong about the situation so say if we give them a tie the bengals would be 11 four and one the chiefs would be 12 three and one and the chiefs would be 13 and three. So, if the Chiefs win next week, they would be 14 and three. But if they lose, that's
1: the problem. Yeah. So, yeah. If they lose and the Bills can catch them, in theory, the Bills would go over them. Okay. They're both 14 and three.
0: And the Bengals could be 12 and four right now. So, both, if both the Bills. And no, because then the Chiefs would have the one seat, but then it would be between the Bengals and the Bills. So, yeah, no, I think it's a pretty good solution to give them both a tie there and then tell Kansas if, City to win. if Kansas City wins, then you're good, then you're good. Yep. And then the Bengals and the Bills might have to flip for it and that's that's
1: fine but
0: I guess we'll just see what happens is yeah, right it'll be too much time
1: brainstorming it yeah it'll be what it is when it comes down all right what do we got what else do we got in the hot in the streets so my one that I've been noticing
0: a lot is the Vikings slipgate so I think this one's kind of blown over since the episode that we've had. But if you go on Twitter right now, apparently during the game, the Packers overwatered, or so like the Packers staff overwatered the middle of the field uh, where Jefferson would be running. And it just turned into like a big I guess I wouldn't say it's a big thing because I think if you're not a Vikings fan or a Packers fan, like maybe you haven't even heard of this. But uh yeah, apparently it's a thing that the I, I wouldn't say the Vikings organization and I won't even say like the reasonable Vikings fans uh have said, but apparently we we gave ourselves an advantage by
1: making the field more slippery so we knew
0: the right cleats to wear
1: oh so they didn't come out and like nobody from their grounds crew looked at the field at all yeah they half leading up to the game and they don't have like interchangeable cleats that get longer or like other cleats that they put on when things are in bad conditions do you remember what the what the patriots used to do or even the bears when they played the packers They'd have five-inch of grass because it's harder to run in. When the Patriots would play the Colts in Foxborough, they'd grow their grass. They wouldn't cut the grass because they knew that team was built to like run you out of a stadium. right? And so like the advantage is we're at home. We're going to have the field we want to play on. If the grass is longer, that makes it easier for us. Now, we have to run in that too. But it makes it easier for us. And so, like, that's part of being like having a whole field advantage. Like, if they wanted the same playing surface in every in every place, they could easily force them to have artificial. Now, a lot of players hate playing on artificial uh turf, right? Yeah, they complain about it all the time, it blows their knees out or whatever. And they're probably right that it does, but like there's some game and shit there. And here's the other thing. The Packers had to play on the same goddamn field. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. No, I where, wish I.
1: Wherever Jefferson's running, Alexander is running too.
0: Yeah. I wish I disagreed with anything you said right there. But like, honestly, even I think like I, I've never been in a situation where I was like, oh, um, sure, maybe I've been a ref here or there but like where the field condition was the thing, or we've never been a part of like Spygate or something like, yeah. or like even in baseball, like we weren't really too salty about the Astros stealing signs. Cause it didn't really matter that much to us. Um, but yeah, with this one, especially, yeah, I think you're right. It's take care of the field, how you want to take care of the field. Like, if you go and the the grass is just not cut, like you guys got to deal with it. Like if the weather is bad, you got to deal with it. It's not. Yeah, I, I don't know.
1: I think it's just part of the game, it, right? And like, so if you build your team to play in a dome, are are you cheating then? Yeah, like the greatest show on turf. Yeah, or the or the Colts, you know, from back yeah. then. I mean, they were built for that that was the purpose. And so like I just don't get it. it. Like it seems so like whiny to me.
0: Yeah, but it's whiny and the the packers that the packers fans that slap back are the same ones that would whine if if there was something that happened.
1: I don't know, like vice versa, like. I'm trying to think of like a field situation that I would be pissed about, right? If we went in and like, if, you know, like if I'm the Colt, and I feel like the Bears used to do it to the Packers too, because the Packers were such like a high powered offense. But like, if I went into, if I was a Colts fan, would I be actually pissed that they grew the grass out? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I like I feel game.
1: like oh we both have to play on this, we'll just be faster in long grass.
0: Yeah, no, and we've already made our bet, guys. So if it happens to us, we can't complain about it. So
1: we'll try not to anyway.
0: Yeah. All right. Last one, Mike. You you run this one.
1: Yeah. So I just saw that the Hall of Fame finalists were announced and Joe Thomas, a former Wisconsin badger. And Cleveland Brown was on that list. Uh, I would imagine that he will be a first ballot guy played like a billion snaps in a row. But right. So I think like his is more impressive. He never even missed snaps. Yeah. And he was
0: a pro bowler every year. I I don't think that that's, there's anything um, controversial about that opinion at all. Like I I he's just a first ballot guy. He's he's Barry yeah. Sanders of the offensive tackle position. He's Randy Moss of the offensive tackle position. Like
1: yeah. he's just well, he's just that. Yeah, so I'm not trying to be controversial with that. I'm just trying to throw Joe Thomas out there because he is a former badger.
0: Yeah. No. So I think
1: that, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I used the wrong word. But yeah, I, I just I think you're right. I think I think he's in. So I am going to go through here real quick, just because I pulled it up. And we're going to play Mike. Is this guy going to be in the Hall of Fame this year or not? Right. Okay, so they only let in five every year, right? Okay. I so think. the 2023 modern era player finalist with their position years and teams has been announced. So, yeah, we will go with. They only let him five. I don't know if that's that's a fact. Um, I could Google it real quick, but I'm not gonna. So Jared Allen, I think no need for explanation of who he played for and and what he did. You can go so back. Think, you can go back to.
1: Okay, so I think that he's borderline because he's been waiting probably a good. He's about he's got to be close to like a ten year wait. He's had on his thing and so he's going to be four or five years
0: yeah it looks thomas like he retired in
1: 2015 so okay so he's had he's had a two or three years on that ballot he might be able to get in currently depending on who else is going in like i think joe thomas is a first ballot guy which pushes him down the road a little bit
0: yeah so willie anderson offensive tackle 96 to 2007 For Cincinnati Bengals, and then he finished his career in 2008 with the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to say that he does not get in this go-around. He's going to do like a Leroy Butler type thing and string it out, and then he'll get in late.
0: All right, Rondé Barber, 1997-2012 Tampa Bay Bucks, the whole time.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say no on this one again because I think there's a few guys on here that, are going to get it. He's in my Hall of Fame, so
0: I, I'm going to say he gets in. Uh, I think he gets week. in eventually. Yeah, no, I'm saying this year, though. So your year, okay. year calls. So I think Rondé Barber's in this year. Uh, Dwight Freeney, I mean, I'm just going to do it uh, 2002 to 2012 with the Colts, 2013 to 2014 with Chargers. I didn't remember that. Uh, uh 2015 with the Arizona Cardinals. I did remember that. And then 2016 with the Atlanta Falcons and 2017 with the Detroit Lions and also the Seahawks.
1: So I didn't remember probably as, I didn't remember him leaving the Colts and playing someplace else. So it was like five years of his career that I didn't even realize he did. Um, however, I do think that he gets in. Yeah. I think he's one of the best uh, defensive ends of his era for sure.
0: Yeah, I will agree with that. That gives my stamp of approval. And I want to say he was on the Arizona Cardinals team that made it to the Super Bowl. Okay, I could be wrong about that. But that's what my brain's telling me. Um, Devin Hester. uh, Yeah, I'm not going to read all people's stuff, but Devin Hester.
1: Uh, I'm going to say no. I think it's hard to do, like, hard to get in on what he has right so he's just a special teams guy I think there's guys that do and I think that he will eventually I just don't think it's this year all
0: right Tory Holt.
1: if he's not in yet he's not going to go in this year
0: Andre Johnson he's in okay that, that was quick, Albert Lewis. So this is nineteen eighty three to nineteen ninety three, then ninety four to ninety eight. Cornerback uh, for the Chiefs and nope. the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. If I don't if I don't know your name, and you played, ah, uh, it's a yeah. little before my times, but yeah, yeah, I gotcha. And, I mean, you're a cornerback, so if you're an offensive lineman, sure. Like, I might not know your name if you're a Hall of Fame lineman playing in today's game. Yep. All right. I would agree. I might,
1: might not. You would think. Yep. you.
0: So, Revis. Revis Island.
1: I don't think he gets in this year. So, I think that his... I think his career is only probably like six or seven really dominant years, and that's going to make it tougher for him to get in.
0: See, I would I would give him an in, but Joe Thomas, already discussed, he's in. Zach Thomas, the linebacker for Miami, um, and he played a year with the Cowboys.
1: He should have been in years ago, but it's not the point. I don't think he gets in here. Demarcus Ware. I think he he's a guy that gets in.
0: Reggie Wayne. Yeah,
1: I think he has to get in. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Patrick Willis. So I think I'm probably at my five already. I don't think Patrick Willis gets in here.
0: Yeah. And then last one, Darren Woodson, uh, Cowboys safety.
1: Yeah, I think Darren Woodson should have been in kind of a while ago, and maybe like, ah, if you don't put Leroy Butler into last year, you don't put Darren Woodson in either. I, I have a few issues with guys who got in over Leroy Butler. Um, Darren Woodson would have been one of them, so I'm going to say no.
0: Did yeah. I get five? I don't even know. No, I think you nailed it. You got them all right.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I did.
0: All right, let's jump in. To spicy meatballs.
1: All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go first here and I'm going to just say that this is conspiracy theory Mike coming out. Like this is pretty out there. And I don't want you to think that I'm saying this is players. This is all the NFL that would do this. The NFL is going to try to have the Seahawks lose this weekend because it makes for a better game. If, it's win and get in for the lions versus the packers. Now, if the rams come out and or the seahawks come out and they play like completely out of pocket, like the seahawks are just dominating the game or the rams are just absolutely shitting the bed, there's nothing the NFL can do about that. But I think if it comes to it like a close game, the rams are going to get the call so that their Sunday night football game will have more eyes on it.
0: I just don't see where the eyes would go if the Seahawks won the game. You would lose the Detroit fan base, but you would gain the Seahawks fan base. So that's where I would put the the kaput to your idea. Whereas I think I think Detroit has a good fan base, surprisingly good fan base. And uh I think either way it goes you're going to have the same amount of eyes. You might actually have more eyes on the game if if the Seahawks win this one and they need to rely on Detroit cuz then you would have you would have the Seahawks fan base. So I'm just telling you straight up if I was a Seahawks fan, they lose to the Rams, like I'd be like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm not watching the Sunday night game. And where you have the Detroit fan base that actually has a horse in the race um sure it's so I think you're right in the aspect where I'm just looking at the team's fan bases in general. I think if you're a chiefs fan, it, this game's much more interesting if it's win and get in. If it's the first playoff game of the so, like, the teams that aren't involved, but I think you would have everybody in Seattle that's a Seattle fan or Washington or wherever these nerds are, um, they would be tuning in to the game.
1: Yeah, and that, I think that's kind of more of what I'm getting at, but I get what you're saying, that if you lose the Seahawks, the Seahawks are going to watch the game if they had won. They're rooting for the Lions, right? And then, yeah. I get what you're saying. And I can so, see it. So, I jalapenos. will give you... Jalapenos.
0: Jalapenos. I'm going to give you... Because I think it's hot. Like, if, if there was actually, like, ref involvement in stuff. So, I'm going to give you eight. And I'm just going to say, I just don't think there's enough to push the needle enough to do something that is illegal I think it's one of those things that'll stay unscripted and you know like it it'll be a better story than if you did script it
1: yeah you're probably not wrong because like somebody is going to be super excited and somebody will be super disappointed at the end of the day no matter what really happens yep all right, from
0: there we will roll into my spicy meatball. This meeting is being recorded. And my spicy meatball is anybody surprised by what Skip Bayless said is just an absolute moron. Um I was trying to pull up his tweets and I don't know if he deleted them. It didn't seem like he was going to the way uh their show open him in uh shannon sharps show open but honestly if you look at his line of tweets i honestly don't even think it was that bad i just think he was the first one to jump on i wonder when they're gonna play this game again because the conversation That we had earlier in the show is like, what are they going to do about this? But I do think he asked the question a little too soon, like where your mind should have maybe been somewhere else. But I think he also knows if he's the first one to come out with that, that there's going to be a lot of attention, whether it's negative or positive, even though I think he knew it was going to be negative.
1: Uh, Yeah, so I don't think that he worries too much about the fact that he makes a negative comment, right? A comment that people see as negative. Uh, He's figured out a way to kind of hack the system in getting attention to him. I mean, obviously, he understands how to do that. Yeah, we're talking about him right now. Yeah, that's... Uh, How to, like, hack... But, like, even before this, like, you don't get to ESPN because you're some, like bum on the street that just kind of talks about sports and has a mild following that's not how you get to espn you know what i mean and then on top of that have your own shows on espn right so he's been doing this for a very long time and at a very high level and understands kind of how to play the piano right which keys to hit at which times and so i'm not overly surprised about what skip said I don't try to engage too much with the things he puts out on Twitter or the stuff that he puts on ESPN because I don't like that form of, like, everything has to have an answer, and there's always going to be two sides to that answer, right? Like, I don't necessarily enjoy that part of sports talk, and then they blow up things that I don't think are necessarily important, and then they diminish things that I do think are important. So, um, I don't enjoy what he puts out. So I try to avoid most of the stuff he does, but I do think that he like at the end of his first tweet that I saw, I thought he said, but that's all irrelevant until this guy is like, we yeah. know what happened to him. Yeah. Something yeah. along those lines. And so I think that he said something up front that was relatively insensitive to the situation and then like covered it with, but that's all irrelevant right at this moment. You know, until we know what happens to DeMar Hamlin, that's irrelevant, right? I thought that's kind of what he put. I'm not sure, though.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm
1: in the same boat as you. I don't think it was like as egregious as some people made it out to be.
0: Yeah, and I think when a situation like this happens, like people are like looking to put their feelings somewhere and Skip Bayless gave everybody in the country like a good target to be like, Oh, put it put it here. So maybe he's doing doing the world a good thing, but um yeah, in a perfect world though, like in my perfect world, just nobody would pay attention to what he said is because I just think he's a fake character that brings things up. But I do think he's a genius. Like I don't think he fully believes everything. He says, and I just don't think there's any way possible uh, that he does like, whereas say, obviously, I mean, we have whatever, 10 to 12 listeners on average these days. But I don't think we say anything just to stir the pot, like maybe something here or there. I I mean, we're going to do our five hottest teams next and I think Mike's going to stir the pot a little bit. Um, I think you do it a little bit with so I, th- I your think some your bias it. and mine too. I mean, we're biased, so I guess we we stir the pot. A little bit. I don't think yeah, we so fully
1: believe. I think to some extent we are looking to goat, especially NFC North fans, right? Yeah. It, and when we started it for sure, because we were the Packers were so good, and I do think that like part of. Our shtick is like, oh, we're the best. We've never picked against the Packers. like. But I I also am a like, don't panic, Packers fan. Like, I don't ever want to lose games, but very rarely am I like, oh my God, what are we going to do? That's not really the way I engage with the Packers anymore. Maybe when I was 20 and things mattered a little bit more in my life with stuff like that, but... If the Packers would have been the worst team in the league this year, I would have been disappointed, but I would move on. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, oh, next year they'll be good. Like, I have a positive outlook about what the Packers are, and that's conditioned into me, all right? So we've been good since I was six. I can't help that. And we would still pick them every single week,
0: like whether they were great or awful. Yeah.
1: And, like, if you're telling me to pick them against the spread – and they are have like a plus 14 spread or something like that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they'll keep it within 14 easy. Yeah. And double dog, for sure. Yeah, yeah, they'll win that game. It's not even a problem. Uh, But, yeah, I think that there's things that I think are spicy meatballs. That's the goal, is to get somebody to be like, what in the hell are you guys talking about? That's obviously the wrong wrong, um, opinion on that. Yeah. I think that's the goal with the spicy meatball. But I think outside of that, we're not tr- like. I think
0: we admit our biases. And if you don't realize that we're going to pick the Packers, whether they're 21 point favorites or 21 point dogs, like that's on you as a person listening to this to be like, oh, these guys are. Like, like I would like to say, like we can be a little bit critical of the Packers, but then I say that, and I'm just waiting for our next segment of the five hottest teams to see who Mike has on the top of
1: that list. Oh yeah, and I think definitely bias, right? So my bias <laughs> falls in right there. But getting back to the main point of this one with the spicy meatballs, that's what Skip is. It's yeah, he's the guy who intentionally stirs the pot yeah yeah Uh, he shoots
0: out spicy meatballs left and right way better at it than us
1: yeah and like he he gets people to like be angry with him and be like what are you doing you can't say shit like and like we all know what skip is i mean i'm pretty sure at one point on twitter he got caught using like being the guy that like gets angry at himself he forgot to switch accounts or something like that. And came up as like, he replied to his own tweet, which happens to me all the fucking time. <laughs> and they
0: banging on the drum one.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've, I've never really caught it. I've definitely caught it where you interacted with yourself. So I like mm-hmm. get more interactions that, yeah. But, right. For sure. But never like contradicting like Mike, you're so stupid. <laughs>
1: No, I don't think I've ever done that, but um, But I I definitely have interacted with myself.
0: I will give it to you. So we both run that account. And anytime I put something out on that account, I like to go into a third person to make it so I could interact with like what it is to be able to to be said, I guess. Um, If that makes any sense is like, like, oh, Patrick said this, like I'll put something. That I try
1: to use we. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I go with I though. So uh, it is okay. what it is.
0: Yeah. But anyways, how many jalapenos? Let's you're a, so the, the bottom I'm line is a, you're a moron if you were surprised
1: by that. So I'm I'm going to give you seven jalapenos just because. I think there's a large contingent of the public, maybe young people, that don't realize what he is yet. Yeah. That, I mean, they right, didn't so grow up with him. Right. If you, if you or, don't know him, like, skip. They don't follow ESPN at all. Yeah. Right. And so, like, he's not a guy that they engage with it really ever. And he just came out and said this, and then they got hooked into it some other way. You yeah. know, they can. Like, believe that he 100% believes this stuff. And I don't think, I'm on the same boat as you. I don't think that that's accurate.
0: Yeah, no, I don't believe he, he believes what he says about 90% of the time. And I think if he believes what he's saying is, like, it it would be a spicy meatball. Like, where our spicy meatballs it, are
1: sometimes, like, what we
0: actually believe.
1: Yeah. Like. um, So there's an inkling in my body that like, or in my brain that like, that's what the NFL does is they like, not that they fix games, but they'll move games the way they want them through the officials.
0: Yeah. And I don't think you're, you're out there solo. I was watching the Bucks game, Bucks Toronto game. And I thought there was something going on. Like, I was like, someone's got money on this game. Like, I don't, I don't know if you saw the end of it. I'm sure we'll get into it uh, when we bring k Kyle on onto the podcast again. But uh, Bobby Portis just gets like clearly pushed out of bounds with the ball. Like when they're scrapping for the ball. or I mean, he has the ball and he gets pushed out of bounds and they give it to Toronto and Toronto goes down and then Fleet hits a three to tie the game to put it into overtime. You're just that. like, that dude's Robbie Gold. Yeah, yeah. He can he can eat some shorts. Yeah. All right, let's let's roll into our next one. So hottest five teams in the NFL, and do yours from back to front.
1: Yeah, so we'll go from five down to one. Yeah. So I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw the Jaguars in at number five. I think that they're playing some pretty good football, and their momentum is rolling. And that's really what this is based on is like where your momentum has taken you recently. Um, I didn't do all the research that Pat did. I don't know how many games they've won in a row or what they're doing, but they're pushing They won their
0: last four. So they're pretty similar to the Packers in that
1: aspect. Yeah. So, and they're pushing for a playoff spot. They win and they're in the playoffs winning the AFC South. Uh, my number four is the Lions. Seems like they've been playing ridiculously good since the last time they played the Packers. Um, We're going into that game. I thought that was an easy win, and the Lions have just been rolling. The 49ers look almost unbeatable with a third-string quarterback. They're my number three team. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is what everyone hoped Mike McDaniels was. He is that guy. He is the offensive guru that is better than everyone in the league currently. I shouldn't say that. I think Andy Reid's still right there. But I think everybody else who's been labeled the, oh, you're a genius, you're a genius, you're a genius. I think Kyle Shanahan for sure is a genius. Um, Yeah, he figured something out. So, like, McVay isn't that guy. Um, I think Matt LaFleur kind of – took a backseat to that kind of stuff this year. Shanahan with the 49ers is that guy. I think the Chargers um, are getting all the guys back at the right time, and I hate it, right? So this is, an, uh, this is an opportunity to go back into the do we say things just to get, like, clicks or tweets or, or like, traction. But I hate Brandon Staley. I think that he is – one of the dumbest coaches in the league and not because he can't coach football, but because like he says ridiculous things about his team that in the NFL, if, if I heard a high school coach say, Oh, my guys are just better. And that's why we're going to do this. Like at least in high school, I can believe it. But in the NFL, if you think your guys are just better than the guys on the other side of the ball, it's almost never accurate.
0: Yeah. Even in college, it's, It's definitely – it can can be accurate in college, but, yeah, in the NFL.
1: It's just not. And so I think he's a dope, but I do think that they're getting – they're, like, they've been, like, rolling some games together, and then they're getting healthy. And that's where I'm bringing in, like, their momentum is they're bringing back one of the Bosa's. I don't know if it's Nick or Joey who's on that team. Nick, maybe? Yep. But it doesn't matter. And they're starting to get healthy seems like they're starting to play some really cohesive football and like they could be a dangerous team in the playoffs sadly enough even with a dope as a head coach so and my number one team with the most momentum is the packers i think you get the defense playing the the way they are with 12 turnovers in the last four games um If you can get any defense to be playing at a level that the Packers defense is playing on, you're golden. Your special teams is in line. And now all we really need to have happen is that Aaron Rodgers like finds like just a small group. It doesn't even have to be like a 303 touchdown game group. It just has to be something that keeps the other teams low scoring. And Right now we're doing that. We're gonna roll into the playoffs, gonna go on a uh eight game win streak. And yeah, might might as well give take, us the trophy today. Take it to the
0: house. So as you were reading your list, I realized an a way big oversight on my my part, not putting the 49ers in my list. I don't know why that okay. didn't like click into no, my that's brain. All right. But I'm going to throw them into my list. So mine is going to be six, six long. So my number six team is the Jags. They won their last four. They're looking for a uh, first playoffs. And I don't know how many years. I don't think it's like quite as long. As Bortles went through. a few years yeah,
1: ago. Yeah. Bortles did it, but I don't know when that was, but it was, it wasn't like, like super long ago.
0: Yeah, they're they're hot. They have some good wins on their record and they're playing a Titans team in Jacksonville that yeah, it, if they win that one, you know, that's 5 in a row. They should win that one and they're going to get a home playoff game, which I don't think it's too tough playing or I mean, I don't think it's too easy playing in Jacksonville this year. And then my number five team is the lions uh, seven and two in their last nine games have some impressive wins in there. Um, I mean, obviously they they beat the Packers, they beat the Vikings uh, teams, the Packers played. Um, Yeah. Lions are going to be a tough game this weekend. I think Uh, my next one, I'm going to go with the Packers. So Mike already did the Homer thing for us. So Number four on my list is going to be the Packers. I tried to level us out a little bit, but yeah, they won their last four spanked the Vikings. I don't think if they didn't spank the Vikings uh the, the way that they did last week, I don't think I would put them this high uh if they just scraped by the Vikings. But like Mike said, he he covered it pretty well. Is that defense is playing at a super high level, special teams is is something that uh we haven't seen in quite some time uh play that way even mason crosby's like i want to say should i just saw something on mason crosby that's like he's 21 for 21 in his last 21 kicks or or some shit like that maybe, maybe it was 12 for 12 i could be uh throwing my dyslexia on to all of you guys but anyways we're kicking field goals well we did get a, a punt block but I'll i'll get over it one day and then this is where the 49ers come into my territory, but I still think I'm going to go. My number three team is the chiefs nine of one in their last 10 games. Obviously they didn't play the greatest football against a shitty Broncos team, but they've been winning games. Uh, they're the one seed. And I mean, they haven't messed a beat since uh, losing Hill and, I still think that they're a hell of a team to beat. Um, But for hotness rating, I would go 49ers number two. And yeah, for all the reasons Mike said is I'm looking at the 49ers right now, and I think they've won their last nine games. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Their loss came to the Chiefs um, 10 games ago. And other than the Raiders last week, which was kind of the same as the Chiefs, like only winning by three. Um, they've been spanking teams pretty good. So, so 49ers are going to be my number two. And then my last one is, I just think this team's hot. I mean, they made it to the Super Bowl last year, the Bengals. Uh, They didn't start out very good, but obviously we had the situation Monday night um, where they didn't get to finish out the game, uh, but they've won their last seven games and the Bengals look like they're going to be, I don't know, Super
1: Bowl contenders in my mind. Uh, All right. I like it. That's what I got. Uh, If you got disagreements with us, you can shout at Pat on Twitter.
0: Yep. Do it, do it, do it, do it. All right, Mike,
1: let's run with the pack here and you roll, you roll, Mike. All right. So uh, the Packers got the Lions on Sunday night football, last game of the year, last last regular season game of the year, we assume, unless they make up the bills Bengals game, I guess, right? Yep. And then, so looking back at our last game with the lions lions defense gave us problems uh gave us must have been some weird coverage looks and some things that kind of messed with Rodgers' brain he threw two picks in the red zone and then he threw another pick on top of that three picks in one game i think there's been seasons where he hasn't even had three picks the whole year feels like i mean he's been at four or five for seasons i know and get three in one game is definitely anomaly.
0: Yeah. Drawn back into my brain in that game, it was a pretty uncharacter- uncharacteristically bad game by Rogers. Like the, the picky through to Hutchinson, which I don't even think Hutchinson was playing some kind of like drop zone. I just think he was like pass rushing and then was just like, I'm not going to make it. So Rogers tried to throw it across the field and, he just left it way
1: shorter than he norm- normally normally uh, would. It was short. It was going to go to David Bakhtiari. Like, it was just kind of a – it was a weird play. Yeah. Right? Uh, maybe, the, like, conspiracy theory, Mike, this was the thing that was setting up this whole thing for the end of the season. There and that's we why on. they had to play that game like that. Um, Aaron Rodgers played poorly, but – we didn't have any wide receivers. I think Amari Rodgers was a starter of that game. I want to say Watkins and Rodgers were the starters for wide receiver. And that's a recipe for disaster. Lazard's out. Dobbs is out. Watkins nope. out.
0: Lazard caught a touchdown in that game. So Lazard was not out for that game. So I think okay, we so didn't, we'll we didn't we have Watson. Or Dobbs, right? Uh, no Dobbs was playing, but I mean, it was before, I guess I wouldn't say before Dobbs was Dobbs, but oh, okay. Dobbs had one catch for 18 yards and no, Sammy Watkins was in that game as well. So we just didn't have Watts is
1: okay. i for some reason, I felt like our wide receivers were gutted in that game, but apparently not. No. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They didn't play well anyway. Um. And we had Watson, too. So, yeah, no,
0: we had what, we had a full cast.
1: Man, man, I must be misremembering something. It don't matter. I got it wrong. Uh, they didn't play very well. Nobody on the offense played, like, exceptionally well. Watson was really pretty bad before that Dallas game. Yeah. So, and then uh, Packers only ended up scoring nine points in that game. I don't even remember kind of where our points came from. I believe we had a late touchdown to get us to nine and went for two and missed it.
0: Yeah. So we scored six points in the third, uh in the third quarter. And then we had a field goal in the fourth quarter. And I'm looking at all this stuff right now, so I'm not uh drawing this from my brain, but we did have the game. It was 6-8 to at one point, so we we tried to tie it up. I'm pretty sure uh, when Detroit scored their first touchdown, there was a penalty on the extra point where they ended up getting closer, so they decided to go for two. And, you know, when Detroit is playing against the Packers, they're going to do something. You know, they're going to pull out. All the all the stops. So they were like, hey, we can go for two right here, we'll go for two. So they got eight on us in the second quarter, but it it was a pretty lame game across the board. But like you said, two interceptions inside uh the red zone, which it is what it is. I, I think that was one of the worst games I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers play. Yeah. In, in the whole time I've been watching Aaron Rodgers play. And it does look like this Packers team is a different Packers team. Cause if we go to the team stats here, I want to say we didn't force a turnover, but I'm wrong. So uh the Packers did get one pick in that game, but but they turned the ball over three times on three. Aaron Rodgers interceptions. So
1: yeah, and so uh getting back into like what's what we need for this game, we need the offense to play efficiently, right? Our defense needs to be good against the run. Jamal Williams has been like kind of unstoppable inside like the five. Guys got a boatload of touchdowns, they like to use them inside the five. They play pretty well there he's probably that good because he's a used to be a Packer, you know, that's really what's going on there. But. Yeah. He's probably my
0: favorite player. That's not a Packer, but that was because he was a
1: Packer and he was awesome as a Packer, right? Like not awesome, like as a player and not that he was a bad player, but like, he's just kind of an awesome human as a, like. Fun guy to have around. Yeah. When you'd see the social media stuff and all that, like. Him and Aaron Jones together were a heck of a duo. Very cool duo to like kind of watch warm up and when they would do like media stuff very fun.
0: Yeah, definitely uh, one guy that I don't mind seeing do well outside. Like I definitely cheer for Jamal Williams when
1: yeah, yeah, when I see see him. And then Jared Goff is not making big mistakes and at times he's playing really really well. And so our, I think uh, Joe Barry, or the defensive coordinator of the future, needs to just kind of like keep the wrinkles he's had in the past couple games and confuse a guy that has started to get comfortable in Detroit and is playing good football. Um, yeah. But our defense needs to play kind of the way they did against the Vikings. You need to come in. You need to step up. Um, It'd be really nice to see Alexander do to St. Brown, what he did to Jefferson. I don't know if that's like realistic to do multiple weeks in a row, but I think that would be fun to watch. And then our offense, like I said, just needs to be efficient and our special teams could have a run back every week if you want, not once every 11 years.
0: Yeah, no. in I think what you said with like Alexander's uh, stopping Brown is just like such a game changer. So if you look at the receiving stats for the lines right now, so Ross St. Brown has 100 receptions, 137 targets for 11, so 1,112 yards and six touchdowns. And the next closest guy to him on the team who's played one less game than him has 43 receptions, 58 targets. So it's kind of a one man receiving crew there. I will say, I think they, I mean, you mentioned Jamal Williams is running the ball well this year. I think Deandre Swift is, is a weapon. Um,
1: yep. Yeah. He,
0: he can, he can make things happen. Um, but yeah, just shut down, shut down Brown in the receiving game. And then it makes them pretty one-dimensional. So you need you know the run's coming, but maybe you're gonna have to waste two cornerbacks. I don't I don't know how the the chess game of that will actually go, but it seems simple enough in my head where as hey, we're gonna dedicate whatever side of the field that St. Brown is on an extra guy. And then we're going to concentrate on shutting Jamal Williams down other than that. So, uh, let, let our other guys, our savages, uh, handle, handle the other lesser receivers.
1: Yep. Uh, I don't have too much else on it. I just think the way the Packers have been rolling, I mean, obviously, the Lions have been rolling, too, and they're playing really good football. But if the Packers can come in and not feel like the superior team, I think they'll kind of dominate the Lions. Um, When they go in and appear or, like, seems like they're the superior team, they seem to play at the level of their competition, and that hurts them pretty well.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, we mentioned it last episode, A.J. Dillon is the perfect back for a January football game in Lambeau. So I think he's going to be able to be a big factor in this game. And if I had to give uh, Detroit credit where credit's due, like I think Aiden Hutchinson is just one of those guys that can come up with some plays that can change a game. So on I guess their defensive side of the ball, our offensive side of the ball is we just got to take care of that guy as well. And just don't let him have some, some crazy shit happen. Uh, yeah. Get like three sacks, force a fumble, get an interception. Cause he, he's not shy to getting interceptions. He has three interceptions this year and two fumble recoveries. So, he's good at getting the ball back for Detroit. So take yep. care of that guy. But yeah, I, I, I'm trying to put myself into a Detroit guys uh, mindset coming in this game. And you, you got Aaron Rodgers, the magic man taking Don Mikowski's nickname that needed to pull all the strings to make the playoffs who generally pulls all these strings, or as Mike said it before, I loved when you said he knew how to press all the right keys on the piano. I need to learn how to use that in context sometime, but he, he plays the piano uh, hits all the right keys and it's just a rough game. Like it's it's a Packers home game. Our running backs are really good. Uh, maybe if you're a Detroit fan, you're just like, hey, we just need to take care of Watson, which is fairly true, and then shut down their two good running backs. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, Detroit's been scoring a lot of points this year, but they've also been giving up a lot of points. So I think they they average yeah. 29 points a game and give up 25. And I had it up, but I scrolled off of it. And the Packers average, whatever, 23 and give up 21 or some some shit like that. So it's, it's gonna be a fun game, fun game. They moved it to Sunday night, just so I could watch the whole thing.
1: Yes. Thank you. NFL. Yeah. Appreciate appreciate you. you.
0: And the Florida national guard.
1: Thank you. I think they had some pull in that for some reason. Yeah, that was good of them. All right, let's move on to our picks. Let's see if we can roll through these in just a few minutes here, Pat. We'll see.
0: Uh, I've all been right. long-winded.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, we got into it right away. We spent 15 minutes talking about Ninja Turtles, so it's all good, though. Uh, those are the conversations I like. I think I've mentioned that in the past. So, yep. uh All right, we're going to get right into it. Chiefs are minus nine and a half at the Raiders. I'm going with the Hi. Chiefs, no doubter. I'm going to
0: cut you off before you even get to cop. Uh Lock of the week. Chiefs, Chiefs are taking down the Raiders, and they're taking them down by a lot just to make that playoff thing irrelevant.
1: Okay, yeah, and so that way, yeah, so the NFL might push that game towards the Chiefs just in order to that but I'm going to take the Raiders that stay within the nine, right? So I don't know that they'll win, but they stay within the nine. Next up, we have the Titans at the Jaguars. The Jaguars are minus six in this game. I'm going to take the Titans in this game. Derrick Henry didn't play last week. Rest them up, play this game because this is the game that actually matters. Where are you at, Pat? I forgot when I was picking this game
0: that it matters for the Titans just as much as it matters for the Jaguars, if if not more, where the Jaguars can still make the playoffs. But I am going to go with the Jags. I think they're playing good football. And like I said, I think Jacksonville is a, an underestimated hard place to play when they have a competent coach in Peterson. And then Trevor Lawrence looks like he's going to be a dude uh in this league so i'm gonna say trevor lawrence takes the next step and just beats the titans like
1: they stole something from them all right next up we got the bucks at the falcons the falcons are minus four in this game i uh go ahead pat
0: i'm gonna take the falcons it feels trappy to me but I don't think it is because I think uh, you're betting people know that the Bucs aren't going to come out and play their starters. So I'm going to take the Falcons
1: just off of a Vegas hitch that I got in my head. So I'm going to take the Bucks for the opposite reason. So the Bucks have been kind of. Um, wavering all year, like sometimes they play good, sometimes they don't. And I think this is a game that they're going to want to win to go into the playoffs with a little bit of momentum. And if they rest their starters and take an L here, they won't have that. I think Brady knows that. And I think Bowles understands that. And I don't think they're going to rest their starters. I think they're going to win this one.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I think that line fully assumes that the bucks are resting their
1: starters. So, Vegas Vegas. are idiots. Yeah. As you can tell, as you can tell by my total bing bongs at the bottom, they're dummies. They don't know how to make money. Uh, They they can't see them, but yeah. (laughs) uh, True. Uh, Patriots at Bills. Bills are minus seven and a half. I'm going to take the Patriots here. Um, I just think the Bills are going to be in a tough space and they're not I don't wanna say that they're not interested in winning, but their head isn't gonna be in playing football games.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the opposite. Like I was thinking they were gonna come out and like win one for DeMar type deal. But I just think the Patriots and Bill Belichick are too good of a team to get blown out of the water. So I'm gonna say the bills are gonna win that game, but I think it's gonna be a close one uh, for the drama factor because if the patriots win they're in so i mean they got a hell of a lot to play for there um, so i think they keep it
1: close yep all right next up we got the vikings minus seven and a half at the bears who you got that
0: i have the vikings i th- think they just have more to play for the bears are just absolutely dog shit. i think after watching the vikings get dog walked against the packers that the Vikings have something to prove before they go in the playoffs, So I'm taking
1: the Vikings. Yeah. So I'm taking the Vikings here. The bears are not playing Justin Fields. And I think that he's really the only thing that functions on their offense effectively. So next up, we have the Ravens at the Bengals. The Bengals are minus seven. I am going to go ahead and take the Ravens in this game. I think that they're looking for a little momentum here and uh, kind of similarly to the Bills, I think their headspace is not going to be great, right? Walking back on the field after they saw what they saw.
0: Yeah. And I don't know, man. I I, I don't think that's going to be as big of a factor as, like, people think it's going to be. Because um, I, I think people go both way after, like, situations like that. Anyways, long story short, I'm going to take the Bengals. Um, just... Because I think the Ravens aren't playing very well. And I
1: think the Bengals are going to make a decent push in these these here playoffs. All right. Next up, we got the Texans at the Colts. The Colts are minus two and a half. Um, who are you taking here? So
0: this is the poop bowl of the week. I didn't know who to take. So my mother-in-law that doesn't know anything about football, I asked her what word she likes better, Texans or Colts.
1: And she told me Colts. So I'm going with the Colts. Alright, so that's fair. Um, I'm going to go with the Colts, and I think that this is a mistake pick on my part, but I'm going to keep rolling with it because I r- wrote it down this morning. I heard that the Colts might rest a bunch of guys in order to like save their like trade value to some extent, but that was just McAfee speculating. He didn't say that that was like, a for sure thing, and so I think it's a mistake pick, but I'm going to take the Colts anyway. Next up, we got the Jets, minus one at the Dolphins. I think that uh, we decided earlier that this line actually had moved to two. But I don't think it matters. We're going to stick with minus one. And all right, Pat, who you got?
0: I have the Jets. And this one is also because I think it's a trap. Like, I think the Jets don't have anything to play for. The Dolphins do. But the line is just throwing me to think I should pick the jets.
1: So you, yeah. So you're saying the jets should be, or the dolphins should be favored and the jets should not be. And that's why you're taking the jets. Yep. All right. So because Vegas is trying to dupe you into taking the dolphins, I'm going to get duped. I'm going to take the dolphins. Um, they removed the ping pong table from their, uh, from their locker room. Things are getting serious in Miami. Um, Dolphins are going to win this one. Next up, we got the Panthers at the Saints. Saints are minus three and a half. I'm going to take the Panthers here. Um, I don't have a really good reason. I just think that the Panthers are not as bad of a team as everyone thought, and I think they can play with most teams.
0: I think these are the games that might like get tricky, um, but I, I'm going to take the Panthers as well just because they're plus points, and I don't think any of these teams really have – anything to play for. I don't know who traded what pick um, or what. like, But I think for either of these teams, losing the game is probably the better option.
1: We don't tank for picks. That's what stupid people do. Stupid teams tank for picks. Um, Oops. I think, anyway.
0: Yeah, no. I, I, I don't
1: think... She, teams tank really like I don't think players tank so no players definitely don't teams might but players don't uh anyway we got up next the Browns at the Steelers the Steelers are minus two and a half who are you taking
0: I'm going to take the Steelers I think the Steelers are gonna do it I think uh Big Ken um uh, taking over for Big Ben is gonna lead this team to a playoff appearance and I think Mike Tomlin is the guy. I think it's all going to fall the Steelers way. I feel like they're a team that shit always falls their way.
1: Yeah, I would agree that the Steelers always have their stuff all their way. So I'm going to agree with you. I think that Tomlin understands how to motivate people to play football. And then on top of that, he's a really good X's and O's coach as well. I think otherwise you don't get to where you're at. You don't do what he's done in this league by, like, not being good at those things.
0: Yeah, he's got to be one of the longest tenured coaches. He's got to be, I think we've had this conversation, it's Bill Belichick
1: than him. Yeah, but I want to say that the Steelers have had, like, four coaches ever.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: I mean, so they do, they do not fire coaches. Like, their management style is, like, as long as we have somebody who is competent, we're going to keep them around. Yeah. Because you could have gotten rid of Tomlin after the last couple of years when he's just kind of okay. Eight and eight, nine and eight. Years like that. You could have moved on if you wanted. And teams some teams out there would have. Like look at the Lions. Make the playoffs two years, shit can their coach when they have like a six and ten year. Yeah. And then go Owen whatever, probably. I don't know when they went over, but I can't think of the coach off the top of my head. Caldwell. Jim Caldwell. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was a big mistake in Detroit
1: history. Yeah. I mean, they were starting to turn things around. Uh, Then we got the Chargers at the Broncos. The Broncos are minus two and a half. Um, So this is the game that I was like, what do you mean? The Broncos are favored in this game. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Right? Like they're begging me to take the Chargers here. Has to be the Broncos. I agree with you 100%. This is, I know
0: I've already called out a couple traps, but this is the trap of the week. They're,
1: they're trapping you if you're betting on the Chargers. All right. Next up, we got the Giants at the Eagles. The Eagles are minus 14. Who you got, Pat?
0: Yeah, I think the Eagles need a get-right game before they go into the playoffs. So I'm going to take the Eagles to whoop the living shit out of the Giants. I think the Giants are the sixth seed no matter what, so they don't have too much to play for. And plus, our next game has a a two-touchdown spread as well, and I needed to pick one favorite and one underdog. So I was weighing my options.
1: Well, so uh, I think you got – I got you. I think you got the dog right, but you should have taken the dog in both of them, right? So the dog in the next one is right, but the Giants are going to keep this within fourteen. Maybe even win it. They might. Yeah, they're going to win this thing. Oh, we haven't it. thrown any double dogs out yet. No, I'm not throwing that out as a double dog. Uh, but I do. I do think that uh, the Giants keep that game close. Uh, Next up, we got the Cardinals at the 49ers, which is also in the minus 14. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals in this game because I think they keep it close. Uh, maybe Purdy comes back to life a little bit or back to earth a little bit. I'm sorry, back to life.
0: Yeah, no, I'm going to take the Cardinals as well. I just think too many points. But like I said, I felt like I needed to go opposite direction on the games that I thought was too many points.
1: Yeah, uh, I get it. Um, next up, we got the Rams at the Seahawks. Seahawks are minus six and a half. Who you got?
0: I have the Seahawks because, yeah, I, I I don't believe uh, your conspiracy theory that you brought up in the Spicy Meatballs, and they just have something to play for. The Rams don't, uh, th- I guess that's, that's all I got. And I think the Rams suck ass. So, but the Seahawks have been coming back to earth as well.
1: Yep. Yeah, so I, I'm going to say that the Rams have been turning into a better team and the Seahawks have been turning into a worse team. I'm going to take the Rams here because I think the NFL would prefer them to win this game um, to try to put eyes on the Sunday, uh, the Sunday night all right, moving on, we got the Cowboys minus 7 at the Commanders. I'm going to take the Cowboys here. I think they're a pretty good team. And I think they just roll on in. So,
0: I'm going to take this game. This could be my double dog. I'm going to take the Commanders and this is just where the league doesn't make sense sometimes is a Cowboys team that might have something to play for uh, when it comes comes down to seeding things.
1: I think um, technically they can still be the one seed, like in like weird bunch of teams lose type thing. Because they're 12-3 yeah. and three or something, right? I
0: think the commanders are going to have some pride. They're going to come out there, and they are going to take them
1: down after shitting the
0: bed and falling out of the playoffs.
1: Yeah. All right. So, uh, by the way, I'm taking the Rams as my double dog. I think they're going to win outright. I forgot to mention that when we were going through. Um, Next up, we got the Lions at the Packers. The Packers are minus four and a half. Easiest pick of the week. We're both taking the Packers because anybody who's down the Packers doesn't know what they're talking about. And they can eat our shorts. We're not there yet, Pat. We're not to the short eating part yet. Okay. All right. So, um, our totals right now are minus fourteen sixty for Mike and minus two thousand three hundred and thirty for Pat. So, right there, we're probably going to cover get it all get that all back this week, both of us combined. Always,
0: well, we, th- we threw a curveball in the in the picks this week, and you got a you got to deal with it. So last game we have is TCU at well, it's oh, shit. it's Sorry. uh a neutral site, but TCU versus Georgia. Georgia
1: is minus 12 and a half. What do you think, Mike? So I don't want to roll with you, but like that's the game I want. I want TCU in this game. But you can I'll you can do it.
0: Don't don't so pick don't pick against it just because it's me
1: yeah so I'm gonna take TCU but like with the big bing bongs I feel like we can't be on the same side of things um this',
0: this halfway hear... is an experiment to show show our 12 listeners how bad things can go when you start and 12 and reaching. a half is
1: so much
0: yeah I think so too um I definitely think Georgia could roll them by 30 though. Like I think it could get really,
1: really, 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 really bad. Let's um, do some let's do some football math though here. And let's just say that TCU beat Michigan, who beat Ohio State, who just about beat Georgia. So I mean, yeah, pretty ob- pretty obvious that it's gonna be a close game. I
0: don't think that's how it works because I almost want to switch my pick after doing the, the football math. Right there. Cause I do think so. Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan beat Ohio State by a good margin, but it came like late. Nah. Well, they stomped them on the scoreboard, but if you look at that game, I was actually watching that one. And I want to say Michigan broke like two touchdowns when they were trying to run off the ball. So like 14 of those points at the end of the game were just kind of like. Give me points. Yeah. Um, okay. But the game was closer than it than it was. But anyways, I'm going to stick with TCU. Uh, we both have TCU. So I guess this will just help our uh, credibility if we get it right uh, for our Bing Bong count
1: at the end of the season. Yep. And so we're going to give you a free little gift of a winner's parlay for the end of the week here. Uh, so I shouldn't say a winner's parlay. Uh, Yours parlay is. this week mine's a winners parlay. I'll go first. My winners for the week are Packers, Eagles, Chiefs, and 49ers. And that will pay out plus uh
0: 117. S- yeah, 117.5. Uh so bet 100 you're going to win uh 117 and 50 cents. So mine mine is a little bit riskier, but this is the big ten special, so so Big Ben tossed the torch to big Ken. And like I said, I things always tend to pull out the Steelers way at the end of the season. And then I just threw in an AFC team because Mike already had a four-game parlay. But anyways, you're going to take the Steelers minus two and a half versus the Browns. Bills, money line versus the Patriots. Jets plus one at the Dolphins. And then Jaguars minus six versus the titans and that is going to if you bet a hundred you're going to get eight hundred and thirty one dollars so plus eight thirty
1: one all right so we're going to say it again we appreciate you guys listening those are our parlays of the week probably guaranteed to win money on those just roll into it um and for all you suckers that are doubting the packers the badgers the brewers or the bucks You can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers
0: King, eat my shoes. All them suckers that doubted the Packers King, eat my shoes. Eat them all, them suckers that doubted the Packers King, eat my shoes. Eat my shoes.